Welcome to Five at Five. Every Wednesday afternoon at five o'clock, we do this segment that's live called Five at Five. And the purpose of this is to really take questions and just answer them. During the week, you can mail in your questions or call or write them on our email at ben at performancemedicine.net or just call up one of your questions. But uh, I've got some pretty good, interesting questions for today. Um, my hair's a little long, as you notice, but um, that's because I haven't had a haircut in two or three months. I hope to get one maybe in the next week or so. But because um, I think we're kind of coming out of this COVID scare a little bit, maybe. Um, the first question I have is on COVID. What are your current thinkings on COVID-19? Of course, that's all anybody's thinking about now, so it's a very appropriate question. Well, in the United States, we've had a million people diagnosed. It's probably far underestimated as well. Um, we've had about 60,000 deaths. So I think globally, the death rate's about 3.1% of people that get it. And that's globally. It's much less in the United States. But um, So it's a serious pandemic, no doubt about it. Um, are we seeing light at the end of the tunnel? I think we're starting to a little bit, at least in Tennessee we are. Even in, I think, in New York and New Jersey, the hard-hit areas, their, their rates are slowing down. There's been a lot less need for some of the tertiary care centers than they thought initially, so um, that's a good thing. But in Tennessee, we've really had the lowest increase in cases in our state plus the four surrounding states in our area since March 25th. So Tennessee's a pretty good area to be in. Um, I know we're going to be opening sooner than um, most states, especially Virginia, which is a few miles to our north. So, um, And there's been a lot less death rate in Tennessee than uh, Virginia, and we've tested about twice as many people as well. So... Um, and certainly in our local counties, we've had a lot less of it than we thought we would. Now, are we still in a pandemic? Yes. Do we have to be cautious? Of course we do. But, um, you know, you can, you can kind of see the, the light maybe at the end of the tunnel. This thing's going to be slowing down a little bit. And certainly, if you take those precautions that you should be doing anyway, like washing your hands, keeping your hands out of your face, um, not getting around sick people that are coughing. and But do I think you're going to catch it passing somebody riding a bike or walking by them? No, I really don't. Um, it's mostly spread through respiratory droplets that fall very quickly to the ground because they're large droplets. So if you touch something that somebody's coughed on or sneezed on, yeah, because it can live on surfaces you know, for a, a day or two. But uh, that's why you clean your hands. Um, but and anyway, so that's what I think. There's light at the end of the tunnel. It's still very serious. You need to take precautions. Second question, should I wear a mask? You know, initially we thought, well, the masks aren't that great. But now they're kind of recommending that you do wear a mask, especially if you're going out or really if you're just going out in public to the grocery store or you know, laundromat or wherever you have to go, then you should wear a mask. Really, if nothing else, if you have it and don't have symptoms, um, which is unlikely, but if you do, um, then 
wearing a mask is, may protect other people. It also may remind you not to put your hands in your face. Um, you know, that's one reason I'm wearing glasses all the time now. I just need reading glasses, but I'm wearing it so I don't get those droplets or I don't touch my eyes, which I think is worse than putting it in your mouth or nose. Um, so, you know, do all those things that you should be doing anyway. You touch a door when you go into a bathroom somewhere out, you better have your hand cleaner there and open it with a paper towel or something. Um, so wearing a mask, it's not going to hurt you to wear a mask when you go to the grocery store. Um, it tells people you're thinking about it too. Um, but um, next question, what are some of the main symptoms of coming down with COVID? Well, of course, fever, fatigue, and a dry cough are the main three. Um, if you get muscle aches, like you kind of have the flu, that's another one that's a little more minor than the first three. Um, you got to think about older people too. They get different symptoms. So if it's, if you're older or your parents, you're concerned about them. One thing to look out for, if they, um, they may not run the fever, they don't mount an inflammatory response like younger people do. So if they get confused or just not acting themselves, you might think in the back of your mind they may be getting this. Or if they have certain GI symptoms, sometimes that can affect them. But so, um, so those are some of the main things. The time to go to the emergency room is if you get short of breath. Because this thing mounts such an, a potent inflammatory cytokine storm that that's what's killing people. It's not really the virus itself. Um, is it worse than the flu? Yeah, it's worse than the flu uh, for sure. Um, and the flu can be bad. The flu kills about 1% of people uh, that get it globally. This thing's killing about 3%, so it's definitely worse than the flu. Um, now, I've got a couple, and one other, one other by question on that. Does, is it spread through drinking water? There's no evidence of that, so um, you probably shouldn't worry. Just drink your filtered, clean water. Um, I had a couple other questions that weren't really related these came through my phone that uh, to the COVID so I hope to update you every week on the COVID and what I'm thinking but I'm, I'm a lot more optimistic um, recently than I was two weeks ago for sure and I think the opening partial reopening in certain places is actually going to be a kind of a good thing because this thing's taking some economical and psychological tolls that are going to be felt way down the line, you know, when we're way over this uh, epidemic. And they're making tremendous strides in working on a vaccine and current treatments of this thing. And it changes day by day, so you have to kind of stay tuned a little bit. Um, but anyway, we've got the brightest minds in the world working on this thing. And I do think it will be um, solved. Um, but anyway, let's get to a couple non-COVID questions it's always kind of neat to talk about um this is a really good question i got today um, from a lady i'm curious as, as to how you may be able to help me i'm 45 years old with lupus went through fertility treatments uh, been on several diets i'm overweight from disease and fertility treatments i get tired really easily and out of breath. I can't afford to keep buying clothes to fit. Um, 
I want to do something, but I have a tendency to obsess about diets and overthink them. I feel miserable. I want to be healthier, but I'm super overwhelmed. If I walked into your office, what would you say to me? I'm also also on a limited income, so would it be economically feasible? Well, yeah, definitely economically feasible. Um, I'm certainly not going to overcharge you. What is not economically feasible is for you to be miserable and spend the rest of your your life or years uh, going through misery, unproductivity, and not spending your money wisely. What's more important than your health? It's very economically feasible. Anything I do in this office, especially because I don't work with insurance unless you need labs, we'll certainly file your insurance on that. But... um, Yeah, I mean, it's probably the most affordable, smart thing you can do is to think about your health. Um, But here's the thing. So I take it from this, you you have kind of an autoimmune disease, lupus, and you're overweight. You may have PCOS because you've had fertility issues. Um, The first thing I think about is, and I don't know what kind of workup you've had or anything, but... I need you to bring that in if you do see me so I can not have to repeat a lot of stuff. But, um, I mean, you probably have autoimmune issues. You probably have gut issues. I bet my bottom dollar that your gut is not working properly and that you would tell me, yeah, I have stomach problems in some form or fashion. About 80% of these autoimmune diseases start in your gut. So the first thing I would start looking at is your gut. It'd be very simple questions like, what are you eating? And uh, Because there's a reason, there's a metabolic reason, metabolic hormonal reason that you're overweight and are having these autoimmune issues. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you're the kind of patient I really like to dive into because I... I usually can help people with this. Sometimes I think outside the box a little bit, um, you know, before I react and just stick you on another medicine for this. So, yeah, I mean, there's absolute ways you can get to the bottom of this. And the first thing I would think about your gut, I would, of course, check your hormone levels, your adrenals, your thyroid, uh, your insulin resistance numbers, and what how we approached it would be based on what I find about your metabolism. Again, this is a disease you have. This is not a thing of laziness or anything that's probably too much your fault. You're probably eating the wrong foods. But um, I went over in detail with a patient today on on um, their, their foods that they ate and why they had these inflammatory autoimmune issues. And it's probably your gut. But... Um, so we'll look at that. I certainly think I could help you. You just call the office and make an appointment. Be glad to see you. Because um, that's that's mainly the type of things I really like to dive into. Um, especially somebody that's not getting a lot of help uh, in other ways. Um, let's see. I have another question from a man. Let's see what that was. Um, okay. Um I'm a 42-year-old male, and I'd like to do some something maintenance-wise to make me keep looking good. This is a great lighthearted question. So, you know, I, I just what are some things I can do to help me look better around my eyes and, and forehead? Well, you know, come in and we'll take a look, but the obvious answer is you probably need a little bit of Botox or one of the, uh, the medicines like Zim or something that we can just do some 
small injections that will take some of the movement out that causes these wrinkles. Um, it can actually make you look a lot younger and especially if you look like you're frowning all the time or you know you're mad at something so there's nothing wrong with men getting a little botox occasionally at all i have a lot of men that come in for just some minor stuff and it does make a big difference plus how's your skin aging you know have you had a lot of sun damage um you know you're getting a receding hairline there's some stuff we can do for hair restoration as well but um you know, there's a lot of little things you can do that will make you amazed. If you go, um, we do have this new oil therapy machine that uh, we purchased um, about six months ago. That's an amazing way to get a non-surgical lift uh, from your face. It's just amazing. If you go look on my website, you can see I did it. And the before and after pictures are pretty amazing, really. And I just did it to kind of be a guinea pig. I really didn't think I needed anything, but it turns out I sure did. But um, so it really helped me at age 65 to, I think, to look better. You know, I'm in this business of anti-aging, so you know I have to kind of play the part. So, um, so that's the last questions. But I will leave you with this along these lines: start thinking about your health. I think if anything good comes out of this COVID thing, and I think there's a lot of good that's going to come out of it is you need to stay healthy so that you don't get sick. Um, if you take your vitamins, you eat right, you get your sleep, you exercise, you drink water. I mean, I hope you're taking your D, vitamin D and vitamin C right now, especially, um, so that not only you'll age better, look better, move better, feel better, but you won't come down with diseases like you can. Um, so think about your health, think about preventing these things and not coming down with them and having to worry about them so much. Um, so this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine, live at five. I hope you got something out of this. Send me in questions for next week. We'll talk again, uh, performancemedicine.net. See you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.